0: It's always good to get yourself together. And some people say, oh, my goodness, why are you so loud and the way you do it? Well, thank you. I love you back. <laughs> you know, I, I've gone through some things. And, and I find that throwing myself at his feet is much better than throwing myself on the floor. So, which I might end up there anyway when I throw myself at his feet. So, <laughs> it's all good, right? <laughs> anyway, so praise the Lord God. He's so good. How many of you have ever watched a horror movie? Now this is, you don't. this is not confession time, right? I, I don't watch fear movies anymore and like some of you are going like, no. Um, there was a time years ago and we had just gotten married and so we had moved to Houston, British Columbia, not Texas, it's small. And you know, you have this concept when you get married, they you're gonna have all this time together, it's gonna be wonderful. <laughs> and that you're gonna do all these wonderful things together but he was uh, just working for um, Colin Detroit Diesel. And he was just still in like a level three mechanic. He eventually got his full ticket. But because he was, quote, the low man on the totem pole, I never saw him. You know, I come Friday at 4 o'clock and I'd wait. I was like, we didn't have cell phones then and not even a pager. <laughs> and so, yes, we were married a long time ago. And <laughs> but not like the ancient of days. And so, thank you. <laughs> I know I have gray hair, but it's not that gray. <laughs> and uh, so the hoary heads of Clarendon Glory said so we're all good. And so anyway, uh, he was gone and all the time. And you know, come 5 after 4, oh, can you get me extra socks and extra food? I'd make him a bunch of stuff. Wouldn't see him until late Sunday night. He'd go to bed, get up for work at 8 o'clock Monday morning. And so it went for the first like three months of our marriage. I'm like, man, like who is that guy? <laughs> You know, I was glad that I met him in 74 because it gave us time until 81 to get to know each other. It was a good thing we had some time before that. So w- on one of his adventures, now you have to understand that I started working from the time I was like 11 years old. I started babysitting as soon as I was old enough. At 14, I was at Christmas time, I would work for the Salvation Army and receive, uh, you know, at the bells, I'd bring bells. They assigned me because, <laughs> I don't know why, but Granville Street at 14. Uh, yes, and ringing bells, and 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 we received a lot of money in those little things, and we had to wear our Salvation Army uniform, and so, and we didn't get paid like they do now. Like I think I got like seventy-five cents an hour or something like that, and <laughs> and it was cold and etc. and 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 for some reason I I just thought, like God let this be a blessing, and my box would get full very, very fast. And so they were having to come by and empty it like once an hour, which was wonderful. And I was happy to do that. But so my whole, I, I worked, I always worked night and day. And if the church was open, I was there. So I didn't know what living outside of that looked like. And so here am I, I've lived this life. I'd been on the road after high school. I was with a mission group. I traveled, I moved, I moved, I moved. And when I wasn't on the road with the mission group, I was at home working in a job and at the church. And so, Here I am married in Houston with nothing to do by myself. I alphabetized our spices. I washed the floor all, you know, six feet of it every day. I vacuumed every day. I didn't know what else to do. I'd never watched daytime television, didn't really know what that was. They had something, some sort of satellite TV. So one night he's gone I think, well, I'll put on a movie. And it was aliens. And I had never watched really a fear movie to that point. And never after. As I sat there, not able to turn it off, eyes fixed. Ah! It was horrible. And I was alone. <laughs> and I didn't sleep that night. <laughs> I was like, kept looking around. A bug's going to come out of somewhere. You know, and out of somebody's guts. It. I mean, it was just horrible. And. uh I realized I had become immersed in it, that fear had immersed me. And I realized that that you would all do that because you react. If you're reacting, you're immersed. And so there's this response to being covered and being fully involved. I was fully involved in the movie, fully involved. Now I've read some books where I've got that way too. I think I read Charlie in the Chocolate Factory many, many times when I was younger, keeping hoping the, ch- the story would somehow change and go earlier or something. And that, you know, I kept reading it, hoping it would change. I got involved in it. I could see it. Anybody else ever relate to that? No. There's been times when uh, I've been reading and studying the word. And, I, you know, when I'm reading the Bible and I'm seeing about Jesus, I get, I get involved. And, and I begin to have like a, a video running. Almost like I can see Jesus was walking along. I, I see the people sitting on the hill. And, and I'm thinking, thank God, on our faith dish dinners, we don't have 12 baskets left over, although, you know, it's multiplying. <laughs> and there's always praise the Lord, bring a dish, take it home. Wow, how, you know, how did this much food? and Yeah, and it just multiplies in our kitchens here at Celebration Life. And I'm not sure we're always grateful for that, but some who, you know, get to take it home and don't have to cook are very grateful. <laughs> and so, I, you know, and I I'd see these things. And I become immersed in the word of God. One day, I was sitting at my desk. I don't remember whether I was writing at the time or whether I was completely involved in what I was reading. And I had it on the desktop, so it was big. And I'm reading and, and like, involved. And Heather, who is a sweet individual, who came and stood there. I didn't know how long she'd been standing there. And she says, "Uh," and i like, I literally, ah! (laughs) I was immersed. And I responded. I was immersed. I was totally involved in what I was putting before my eyes. Mark chapter one. We're going to hear a little bit about Jesus. A little bit about God's purpose in sending Jesus to the earth. Just not. We get so focused on Jesus came to save me of my sins. Hmm. Interesting thought. John, Mark, uh, sorry, Mark chapter one. I'm talking about John, verse four. John did baptize where, in the wilderness, and preached the baptism of a repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and they were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. Good thing. And John was clothed with weird stuff, and ate strange things, bugs, and honey, and he preached. Watch what he said. There comes one mightier than I, the latchet of his shoes. Now, first of all, John was considered a greater prophet. One mightier than I, they They're like, we know God's with this guy. Everybody knew that. They were coming for a reason. Because when he opened his mouth, they were convicted. Something had to go on. Because men cannot convict you. The Holy Spirit convicts people. So if when John spoke, people responded... There was something in his words, and if you look in John, you'll find out, you can say, you know, there was a man sent from God and his name was John. And so we understand that when he spoke, something happened that caused people to respond and want to be clean. Good thing. Watch. And he says, there comes one mightier than me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. Indeed, I indeed have baptized you with water. The natural elements. Everybody say natural. But he, who's the he? Jesus. Jesus Jesus. shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And here we see one of the greatest purposes of Jesus coming to the earth. And we become so focused on the fact that we'll get stuff from Jesus. We'll supply our needs, and he does, and God is good, and we heard that this morning. Jesus is good. He'll deliver you. And, and it's not that, that there's a delay in the deliverance. The delay in deliverance is up to you, not up to him, because the delivering power has already been loosed. He's done the delivering. Do you understand what I mean? It's like the savings done, he went to the cross. The power to save was bought at the cross. So he doesn't have to do that again to have you receive salvation. Make sense? Okay. Now he comes along and he says, there is this great purpose that goes beyond meeting your needs. Actually, it will meet your needs if you go this way. He's come to baptize you. What does baptism mean? Immersed. So instead of being immersed in a fiction or a fear movie, but we can relate to that, we understand how when we're in that thing, we begin to respond. That if we were really, truly immersed in Holy Spirit, whom he sent, he came to baptize us. Jesus came to baptize us, immerse us in Holy Spirit, in his presence, in his ways, in him we'd respond. If we were immersed, if we were totally overcome, we'd be immersed in his ways. We'd be immersed in his power. Things would look very, very different. And you see many times, you know, we're, we're, we're human, so we like order. And we, I, I like lines And here. Tell me what the formula is, and we'll pray for you, and you'll get the Holy Ghost, and you'll go, ba 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 and, and that's uh, wonderful. And, you know, then there were people who fought about it. Well, you know, they're going to fight well, and they'll make a whole doctrine out of you're not filled with the Holy Ghost unless you pray in other tongues. This is initial evidence. So they fight over it. I'd rather talk about immersion, wouldn't you? I'd rather talk about ways that we can say the Holy Spirit's here. What is holding you back from being immersed? What holds you back from throwing yourself at God's mercy? What holds you back from saying, I'm done with trouble? What holds you back? What causes you to be distracted from his word that you can't be immersed in it to the point where someone could scare you when you're reading it, where you're so deep in thought with the things of God that somebody from the outside, you know, well, praise the Lord for Heather's patience. And uh, she waited quietly. She wasn't trying to disturb me, but then, you know, and like and you know, you see the flicker, and it's like, mm, it jarred me. And she's actually done it more than once. <laughs> and you should be glad, praise the Lord, pastor's immersed in the word of God. And when she stepped in, like I went, ah, because I was so deep in there. You should be going, praise the Lord, we're going to pray for pastor more. And uh, because something happens when I'm immersed, something happens to me. I begin to respond and I'll respond his ways. I'll begin to respond to his things. I begin to see things differently. If I want to have a different perspective, I'm not going to get it reading the world's ideas about God. But if I begin to say, you know, Holy Spirit, I sure need help. I'm sitting here on the outside. I got a toe in the water. It feels pretty good. I'm glad your water's nice. <laughs> I got up to the ankle the other day. Kind of concerned me a little because I realized I'm going to have to leave some of myself behind and I didn't want to. And so here we are. And we said, this is, this is Jesus' purpose. His very purpose is first one that we see in the New Testament to baptize us, to just totally, totally uh, swallow us up, if you like, in his presence. And you see, we look, oh, well, there's a purpose. The purpose is always found in the ordinary. It seems so ordinary. You see, when, when in the book of Acts, in chapter 1, they're all waiting, because God said, Jesus said to them, now wait. Wait till the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And that's sometimes, I've, I've met some people, well, I'm just waiting for Jesus. Well, he came. <laughs> what are you waiting for now? Good question. And so, and so, it, people, well, we're, we're, we're waiting in the upper room. Okay. And what exactly are you waiting for out there? Jesus came to baptize you, to immerse you in the presence of the Holy Spirit. He's come to do that. He's come so that you would have complete open access to all of God. I got to pray in tongues, praise the Lord. And you see, there were some people, they started arguing, well, I got the joy of the Lord, and that's the character. That must be the immersion of the Holy Spirit. I'm thinking, okay. That's all you want. I can't understand with all of my trying, and, and I, I love people. Please understand. I do. I love people. But sometimes what comes out of our mouths, including my own, I'm like, did I really think that or did I really say that? And, and as we go along, we learn some things, hopefully. <laughs> and I think to myself, my, my, my. What was I thinking? How did I get involved in the, well, you've got a piece of God here and a piece of God there, and we begin to piecemeal him. Yeah, and where's the fullness of the Godhead bodily, right? Where's that fullness gone? Well, I got the peace. I got to pray in tongues. Amen, you know, and is that all you got? And we got so focused on hearing someone pray in other tongues, which, you know what, that's a part of it. But it's not the only part of God. Patience is a part. (laughs) Love is a part. Well, I love some people. Yeah, because some people are easy to love. <laughs> some people are much more difficult than it takes like a work of faith, right? There's joy, which isn't happiness, but should look a little bit like it. <laughs> the long-suffering we don't like to talk about, so let's not. Character of the Holy Spirit, we look, we say, well, if we're immersed, if we're covered, if we're fully involved in it, we're going to have these things begin to work easily in our life. There's not going to be a strain. And hopefully, as we move forward and begin to understand Holy Spirit work in our life, we don't have to strain when someone wants all of God. See, I think sometimes we don't talk about all of God. We don't talk about his mighty hand. His mighty hand is on me. I, I've read that a couple of places. His good hand, his mighty hand is on me. Which is not, I'm, not to, I'm saying me, but it's on you too. Right. That's what, that's what Isaiah says in so many places. The mighty and outstretched arm of the Lord. Well, Where are we going to go? You think it's far enough to stretch to you? His mighty hand and his outstretched arm. It's very interesting that after this, uh, well, let's look at what happens in the Mark, because it's, it's interesting. It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in, the Jordan, in Jordan. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the spirit like a dove descending on him. Like a dove, everybody say, like. like. Holy Ghost, not a dove. No. Power, fire. Oh, sometimes. And there came a voice. Can you say three? Three. three? One, two, three. Jesus is there. Holy Ghost is there. Father God is there, because He is the voice. Make sense? Amen. Sometimes we forget Father God, and and I understand. I, I often say Father, la la la, and I, I try to include them all all the time because, because I do. I love Jesus. I'm glad He saved me from my sin. And I'm glad He's delivered me, past tense. I'm glad He set me free, past tense. And there are times when I have to have it come into my present. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm glad he healed me, but I need it in my present. Yeah. Sometimes we actually don't ask. And, and I've mentioned this before, yes, Jesus has done it all, but you should at least ask, it's nice. We're British, we like, you. know, well, lots of us came from British understanding and apparently. And so we like to ask for things, but we can say that's biblical as well. You could have some few verses about asking, and you didn't get it because you didn't really want it. And because the truth of the matter is, at the end of the day, we only have what we want. I didn't want it this way. Somewhere inside, you did. Let's talk about fighting for just a minute. Do you know that I was a bit of a scrapper when I was young? I know you'd never think that now. (laughs) Well, it's funny because uh, we happened to stop at a store the other day and we were getting some, well, actually, I wasn't, Doreen was getting some sliced meat and, and suddenly these two gentlemen were telling us their whole life story and how this one was the guy with the drugs and this one and he forced his brother into it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I had made some remarks and he came back and said, well, and he took one look at me. I said, you don't, you don't know my background. You don't know where I came from. And he says, that I said, I, I get where you're coming from here. It's OK. You know, I, and I'm not, not afraid or whatever, and things like that. And he says, oh, I can tell. You look like you got a bit of a, like, you'd take them down in you. And I thought, well, interesting. <laughs> and I'd have to say, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just do it different now. <laughs> I don't like it when people touch my friends. <laughs> I don't like it when people hurt my family. And you're my family. So if you ever think, is Pastor Gwen praying for you? Sometimes more than you know. (laughs)
1: Because
0: there's another part of the purposes of God that are wonderful. Because when Jesus came and he he caused that way to come open, that we could be immersed, he also did something else. 1 John chapter 3. See, sometimes we get so wrapped up in purpose, we feel, oh, there's First there's John there, that one. 1 John chapter three. We can get so wrapped up in present stuff that's going around, we forget what's already been laid as a foundation. Now, when I was in Wales with uh, Pastor Ann a few years ago, we went to Moriah Chapel, which is where the, or the, the uh, uh, Welsh revival took place in 1904. And it was wonderful. And you know, me being me, I went and got in that pulpit that was there <laughs> and stood there for a bit. You know, I had my picture. Around. It was fun, you know, and and wonderful to be in that place and see something. While we were there, uh, it just happened that there was a lady there who could translate the monument that was outside. And with all of the things that had happened, I, I'd asked Dr. Laird, and being as what he does, and but no one had ever gotten an uh, uh, an understanding or a, a interpretation translation of what was on the monument. And on that monument, it said that that God used ordinary people, ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And when we talk about being immersed in the Holy Spirit, which is what Jesus' primary purpose really was, to open the door, to hear heaven's voice, that we could be filled to overflowing, have our change. And, And he would do it just for anybody, ordinary people. You and I. One of the things that evangelist Bill Prankard said when he was here is, why not you? Why not now? And I tell you what, you might look in the mirror and think, I'm pretty ordinary. And God is longing to pour extraordinary things through you and I. He's looking to do it. And is it if we would just take his first step and just get over ourself and just not, knock at the door of holy spirit but allow ourselves to be immersed if that's jesus purpose don't you want all he has for you without hesitation to come boldly and then there are some things that begin to happen one john chapter three verse eight says this he that commits sins is of the devil pretty straight up i would say so for the devil sins from the beginning for this purpose everybody say purpose the Son of God was manifested means you could see it. Uh huh. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't a fantasy. It wasn't a, a, a great fictional story. Manifested, manifested, that He might destroy the works of the devil. I can't do it when I'm not immersed. I. I could try to use his name and it will work. And I've seen people who will just use the name of Jesus sometimes without understanding. They're freshly born again. Something happens, they call the name of Jesus and the, Jesus, the name Jesus with, has power in it and it has every ability and it has all of heaven behind it. And when you use his name, pa-boom, everything that's in it works. But isn't it better if we come to the place where we have submitted and yielded to Holy Spirit that this thing can work with us with a little bit of understanding? destroy the works of the devil. We don't believe it. We don't believe this. If we did, we'd be different. When we speak, when we speak, we change governments. I don't really care what the government does, not really, not much, I don't care. They better come along or they can leave. Get saved, hear God, and do what he says. Because when the righteous are in authority, people rejoice. And when they're not, people are cranky and mean to each other and often divided. And it's time that the church rose up and got back to some right basics. Let's get fully in, in covered, fully immersed, fully every way full, 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 full. I can't know, there's no other word full. Full isn't halfway, full isn't a little piece, full isn't like I'll take this part because I don't like the rest. Full, full, full. How else do you say it? Full, right? And then when something comes your way, it's like meh. Stuff comes our way, folks. Stuff will come your way. Meh. There's no room for it. How could it get in me? How could it? Now, I'm not going to tell you that there aren't things that offend me. But I realize if that offends me, why am I putting it in front of my face? The news offends me. I turn it off. Yeah. It's not hard. Push button. It says a little round thing, with a little di- mm, line. I never used to say that. I used to say power. But now we're just like circles and lines. But I can learn. Amen? It's not hard. We can be lifelong learners, even when it comes to technology. Amen? We don't have to let it bind us. We don't have to let it direct us. Amen? I had this thought the other day, just praying about some different things, that when we were in Kenya, there was a dignitary going through the country and they turned off the Internet. There was no way, and all the, the mobile devices as well. Just shut it down. It was down for, I think, five, six hours, something like that. Can you imagine the chaos if they did that here? Nobody's getting text messages. That's right. I can tell you most people's phones, even if they have a, quote, landline, aren't really landlines, they're working through the Internet. What would you do? <gasps> Horrors. I won't be able to Google and find out. I gotta, yeah, I would go back to smoke signals. And what was that other thing they used to do? Semaphore. <laughs> I have to take the day off. They shut down the banks. We couldn't have money. Couldn't shop. People don't know how to make change if you give them a 20 and, you, you know, you spend, you know, $5.83. They won't know what to do. Even if, And if you try to help them, it just confuses them. Yeah. You know, you try to give them the extra 15 cents or, well, in this, yeah, no, no, don't do it. You're just in for a long, long lesson that you will have to provide. Right? It, and more than often. Many times. What would happen if we were disconnected from media? Would we know how to get a hold of each other? Would we know how to hear God? See, there was a voice. The father's voice spoke and let him know, by the way, this my son. This is my son. Now, I always thought it was very interesting that he had to tell everybody that. I think he's still trying to tell everybody that. It's my son. We know how to do it. But there's been such a barrage of the enemy's tactics, the enemy's voice, the enemy's ways. Things like, oh, please don't say the C word. I mean, cancer, we don't say it here. We just say the C word. Cancer, 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 <laughs> cancer. Did anybody just die? It's a word. And anything that's named is under the name of Jesus. Just keep it down there. Keep your foot. When you need to reach somebody, God will actually talk to you. He will. How many times? You, you know you've been wandering around your house. Maybe you're cleaning, maybe you're not, maybe you're just sitting there. And somebody <laughs> somebody's name comes to mind. Right? Huh. Give them a call. At very least pray for them very most there was something happened about six months ago and and someone's name came to mind i hadn't thought of them for years i haven't seen them since uh uh 1985 and so i mean it's been a while and i'd we'd lost track we used to mail used like that what they call the snail mail i used to actually write a letter i know it was not email I a pen on a piece of paper and, and, and just things happened and life and moving and everything else and somehow lost each other's addresses. And, and, but she came up on my mind about six months ago and I began to pray for her and mentioned her uh, to Barry and, you know, I was like, mm, you know, whatever. And then it passed. And recently, this person pops up and, and, and contacts the church and asks if I'm still pastor. I prayed for her that day when her name came up. I'm like, ooh. You know, God does things like that. We can hear without the internet. Amen. I know it's complicated, especially for the younger generation. <laughs> what do you do when you play outside? Our neighbors were amazed that we actually went outside and played with the children. <laughs> they shouldn't be amazed. We need to get outside more find his purpose. We can we know first of all he wants to immerse us. He's come that we might be immersed no no holding back. Jesus is not hindering our progression. <laughs> purpose is so found in the ordinary. And in and using the ordinary. He wants you and I when we consider I, you know and we go in front of the mirror and, and I've often said, you know, when we started the church, I didn't know the right people. I didn't have the right, you know, look. I didn't have the right, you know, I didn't have what many people have when they begin a church. I just had the Holy Ghost, but that was the right thing. Yeah. It was the right thing. I had a vision that God had put in my heart. And, and coming out of the, the circumstances, but according to the world, I had none of the right stuff. And I'd had a lot of the wrong stuff go down in my life. So, you know, and when I look in the mirror, I'd often think, you know, well, you're using me. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) God is so full of grace to use someone, not just ordinary, but somehow below the mark. And I'm saying this because many of you have, have tucked that in your heart and, and, for a long time, and something, um, was in a meeting yesterday, and Pastor Jason had said something about, and I've often said this, what are we going to do when we stand before Jesus Christ? And I can tell you, for years, every time the presence of God would come strong in my life, I'm telling you this from my heart because I believe many people struggle right here. When God becomes to come close to them, their sin is so prevalent, their inadequacies so forward, their... Uh, unworthiness leads their very thoughts that they went from ordinary to somehow below and the miracle that God would choose them or even speak to them and so it hinders the move forward because before God uses us we had this long list of reasons why he should not and we might smile at church on Sunday morning "Yep, we got it together I never have had it together but he does. And I began to think about this. And, and I knew. And so I, I, I had an experience just, oh, I don't know, maybe a year ago or something. And felt the Lord come very close to me. And then right away I thought, what have I done? And so when I felt that, I thought, this is not how he wants us to live. He is a God who loves us. His very, very first purpose, to immerse us in Holy Spirit. Do you think that that's inadequate in any way? No. I must have, because my response was the fear movie. There was something in me that needed to go, that... His goodness could fill me. You see, I couldn't enter into a deeper place. The deep was calling me. Folks, the deep's been calling more of you than just me. He's been calling us. The deep calls unto deep. And, and at the very noise of where he pours out his living water, the very place where his living water pours out, we stop and look instead of enter. Because when we get close, all of our Feelings about ourselves come first. And I knew I had to leave it at the cross. But I didn't know how. They were great words. You know, here at the cross at the sacred hour. Here at the source of revival. You know, I knew songs about the cross. I'd used the words, leave it at the cross. But I can tell you in practical ways, I wasn't sure how. So I said, Jesus, obviously I don't have this right. This should not be there. You're a good God. You want good things for me. And so I began that way. And I just said, oh, I'm going to receive your love more. And he began to work a change. And I didn't really notice it so much, really. Just It wasn't something I had to do. There was no list, which troubles me. <laughs> you now you think, God, he, you know me. You know I like the list, Jesus. You know I like that. I like the list. I want to cross it, you know, I've done everything you asked. Here it is. I'll bring you, you give me the list. I'll take it off. I'll bring it back. (laughs) And there was no list. Just come. And he'd do the work. Just come. And he'll do the work. And there was a preparation. Just come and he'll do the work. Just come. Just come. And that made Hebrews 4. And 16, come alive. Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy. I couldn't obtain it without coming. I had to come here to get what was in there. I couldn't get it from the outside. Makes sense? I had to get immersed. I had to go all the way in. The Lord's got a greater purpose that we might get this so we can start putting the works of the enemy and, uh, under our feet. And get them, so that we're not afraid when stuff goes crazy. That we're not moved when the trees shake and the wind blows. Right? And that's the purpose, the very simple purpose that he's calling every one of us to. Every one of us. Every one of us. To have that kind of feeling. And yesterday, in a meeting, Pastor Jason had said, What will you do when you stand before God? What are the words you do? and it was like, for the first time, in my life, I thought, He's gonna sit, it's a great place, it'll be wonderful because He loves me. And it was automatic, it was natural, it was ordinarily right smack dab in the middle of my thought life. I no longer had the thoughts of inadequacy, I no longer had the thoughts of failure, I no longer had the thoughts of I wasn't quite good enough for God. And I'm telling you this morning, every one of you, you're more than enough because you have more than enough right here right here, and right here. <laughs> he'll fill you. He'll change you. Without you even being aware of it, And which is so fantastic, really. There isn't a list, but I sure got some things that I want to see dead. It bothers me when the devil bothers people. bothers me but I didn't have the strength to come there and operated it in the fullness he had called us all to. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. In Wales, they were very ordinary, regular type people. There was, I think, 16 people there when that revival broke out. And it wasn't even a pastor of the church. There was some young girl, 14 years old, Flory Evans, and she stood up. And she gives her little testimony how God had touched her life, and it changed things. And there was a man, Evan Roberts, who threw himself at the altar, crying out that God would break him. But we're afraid to cry out. We're afraid to come to the altar. We're afraid to say, you know what, God, I don't have it without you. We're afraid to throw ourselves in all the way, because what if we look weird? i tell you what, you already look weird. <laughs> Check the mirror. David was a good-looking guy. I don't know about the rest of us. (laughs) We're ordinary and called to do the extraordinary, to speak the extraordinary things that change everything. We need an immersion of Holy Spirit. We need that place where he overwhelms us. And who cares if you're on the floor? Who cares if you're standing? Who cares if you're dancing? Hands wild, Pastor. (laughs) It doesn't matter. But we don't want to stop at the edge of the well. I want overload. How often Pastor Neil brings up the scripture from Ephesians, exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or think, and you're thinking, well, I'd like a nice car goes in there. And bigger one than i want and maybe a bigger house how about bigger holy ghost how about more and more? I'm, uh, god i'm tired of halfway christian in my life not your neighbors because i had I, I, that other one really big god the halfway christians or the ride the coat pastor preachers i'm a shirt riding preacher I'm gonna ride the coattails of every preacher I meet. I'm gonna ride the coattails. No, nope, that's not us. That is not us. That is not who He's called us to be. We don't have to ride any anybody's coattails. Not ever. Not ever. We just come all the way. It stops us. It stops us. Well, I got a little bit healed. I'm good. Mm? Slide through the door. Got what I wanted. See you later. I'm busy, but not that busy. In this last hour, we are in the last hours before Jesus comes. So important for us to get these two things. Immersion. So we can like start trodden on things that have been trodden on us. On. I'm done with the devil bugging people and hanging on their backs. How about you? I'm done with that, but I need more of Jesus. I got to have that fullness. And not just Sunday morning when we're here and we're all together. Because that's a good place and that's usually where it starts, Right. Because we sense it, the power of God and worship was so present here, and yet I still know, just like with Catherine Kuhlman, there's still islands. Well, I see you all having a good time. And, it, you know, watch this. It's not all about how you respond, because everybody responds differently. Some people just sit there and they're like at peace, finally. And that looks different than me waving my hands wildly, but it's just as much Jesus. It's in the heart. And when their heart is fully given over, something happens. When you're immersed, you respond differently. It becomes your world. You see things from his understanding. Ordinary purpose, purpose found in the ordinary. Many people are like, oh, the whole purpose, well, oh, the purpose church, the purpose this, the purpose that. How about find Jesus? This day, we have to have be that people who lives out the very word of God, that we are the living testimony of him working in us and through us. We are called to be that, and not in short supply. Oh, good, i got a couple people, you know, you've got a church of 100, and i got 10 people who will believe God. No, that's not what I believe for us. Every one of you. Every one of you full of the Holy Ghost. Why? Well, it's not so much we needed inside these walls, but those out there, I can't get to every person, but if we multiply through every person here, even if every one of you led one person to the Lord, wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah. And, oh, and this person, you know, you're walking by them in the store. They're in so much pain, and you just pray for them, and they're healed right there. would well, Isn't that, you know, hello? You don't have to wait anymore. The waiting for the Holy Ghost to come was done. The upper room, probably a shut door, you know? All right, go now. Go into all the world. Go tell your neighbor. Go tell your friend. Go believe in God that, that you're going to do one of the great purposes of Jesus. Destroying all the works of the devil. Don't you, does anybody here know someone who needs some of that? Yeah. All right. I know more than one. Okay. And, and, and they're not sitting here today, just so you know. Well, maybe. But, you know. <laughs> but I meet people who are struggling. And I want to know that I don't that I'm just as much go as I am on a Sunday. Just as much, you know, just because you don't have a feeling or a, or a little bump on your arm. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I got my hair standing on my arm, you know, or I got a little bump in the back of my neck. I feel Jesus. Come on now. Aren't you glad Jesus isn't a feeling? Yeah. I got myself pretty wired here. Um. <laughs> I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit in you is more than able. Yes, you should be able to pray in other tongues. Yes, you should be manifesting his character. But maybe one of the reasons isn't is because you're not all in. And the question really at the end of the day is, what's stopping you from being all in? What holds you back? Why? why? Is there something you feel Jesus can't handle? Now, some people hold back because they're, they're honestly afraid. God's come to beat them up. But if you can understand that that voice did not come from heaven, but from the world. That wasn't your father's voice to say those things. This is my son. You can trust him. This is my son. You can believe him. This is my son. He's come to help you. This is my son. Jesus will do it. That's his voice. That's what he's saying. He's not saying that other junk. He's not saying you're not good enough. That's not his voice. So that when you stand before him in heaven, you know, I, I've made jokes about, there go the works of my flesh lighting up the side of heaven. But, you know, you know bonfire on, you know, section four, you know, dash eight, that, you know, oh, there went her works. That's all the stuff in the flesh. You could deal with it now. So when I stand there, you know, we're all, well, I sure hope, you know, I hear well done, good and faithful servant, but you don't know the laundry list I've got to hold out first. Really? What's stumping you? What's, what's hindering us from going in all the way? God is big enough to fix your mess. Big enough. Big enough. Big enough. You say, well, this is a pretty simple sermon. Yeah, and we're still not getting it. We're not getting that he's big. We're not getting that he can handle anything that's in your life. He can, and it's something. You know, I often thought, well, maybe I should share my testimony. You can relate to my pain. I don't want you relating to pain. I want you to relating to success. I want you to relate to, to what he's done that's good. We need to relate to healing and not to sickness. Yeah, right. Oh, I know that I've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know what? I've had cancer. It's bad. Do you need to know more than that? Really. It's gone. It's not there. That's a good thing. It's never come back. You know? Absolutely. Well, one test said this, it was nasty. And you'll probably die. Good. You know, it's not very nice to hear those words. When the doctor says all kinds of things that you're like, that's not my covenant. It's not nice. And I'm not saying I skipped over it. I'm not saying I denied it. I did not deny it, but I worded it. recently you know because every now and then you have a physical and they were like "Hmm, there really isn't anything I don't know I'm healed oh well they're all clear yeah yeah they are I don't even have any weird cells that could be cancer later everybody had weird cells that's what she says everybody got weird cells everybody's got like a few like little kind of strange cells I don't have any of those amen You didn't do a halfway job. A complete work. Well, you know, you know, sometimes five or ten years later it might come back. Well, I was thirty-three. It's more than five or ten years. (laughs) Well, you can rejoice. I talk about the healing power. And and everybody operates it differently. I get that. I get that. But get something. Get something that you know. Like, well, I don't remember, and you get all tangled up in the hows and the whys. But you never said, I'm coming, Jesus. Take all of me, and I don't know how to do it. I receive your help. I tried myself. Yeah. You know, I've seen some people who, in my life, had some challenges. And I watched them. I watched them throw themselves at Jesus. I've seen Dr. Tim Todd come to our church. Some of you might remember him and we're hoping one day he'll come again. I mean, my word, he comes from Louisiana, so he has a very thick accent. And I can tell you, his life was horrible. He was like, his wife was like the chief drug runner in Oklahoma. I mean, he was a bad man did bad things and led a bad life and had a very bad coke addiction. And uh, I mean, he, he, he was bad. You would never know, would never know him. There's not a, even a scent of that old life on him. So when he tells his story, everybody goes, right, you don't really know. Yeah, he does. Dr. Duplantis, <laughs> wild man. God changed him, yeah. what's important. And, and you see, the thing is, is when we talk about what was, none of us are, well, it wasn't like what happened to me anyway. And in those words, we quench the Holy Ghost and his power for us today. When you say, well, that doesn't understand, doesn't meet my thing, it wasn't like that. And so then we go, well, how was it like? We get involved and start to relate to the pain but relating to pain will never fix it. Never. And so I look at him and you know what I've noticed about him? He throws himself at Jesus. That's what Dr. Todd did. That's what Dr. DePlantis did. That's what some of these people that you might know, they had crazy, crazy, weird lives. And I watched that, how they just like, just throw themselves at Jesus. I, I don't care what it look like. I don't care how foolish I may look. I don't even care what comes out of my mouth at that juncture. And we've got so good. And I mean, speak well. But there's a time where you better get that junk out of there. But don't tell it to people. Tell it to Jesus. And you throw yourself at it. I've been involved in this. I was a liar. I was a, a hooker. I was whatever it was. I was this. I was that. I've killed people. I, I don't care. Just get it out. Throw yourself at him. And don't let anything of this life hinder you from this life that He's promised. Spit flying and you'll be hailed. Amen. <laughs> Why not you? Why not me? Why not now? Why not now?
1: Why not now? Amen.
0: I don't know what your answer is. But I know what mine is. Okay. Because I didn't know how to say yes. So I started with okay. What's in your heart? What's holding you back from complete immersion? his presence, complete immersion in his supernatural power, complete immersion to his glory, complete manifestation of who he is. What's holding you back? Why aren't you throwing yourself at him? The only one that can fix it, the only one that can change it, the only one that can make a difference. Why not now? The time has come. To call his name. I don't know another. Some of you have tried others. And it never worked. Never worked. You called. And you know. That was not the God of today. That's not my Jesus. That's not my Jesus. He is the same. Yesterday today and forever. He healed me. He delivered me. He set me. And I'm okay with that. And I will probably be yet more vile because I'm one after David's heart. All my heart. All my soul. All my strength with all that I have within me. And I don't care if you think I'm crazy. As long as my king thinks I'm going the right direction how about you how about now stand upon your feet Lift your hands. If you pray in other tongues, go ahead. Believe God for an overflow. Believe God to be immersed in this moment. Oh, Holy Spirit, you are great. We have received you. Little Rasa. Oh, the time is now. The time is now. The time is now. Glory to your name. Halahosa, Reale, Lenora, Boshe, the Kitch, Shikora, Lenjede, Broshe, Turesele. Touresile, Amaroshe, Shota, as it says in Ephesians 3, filled and filled. Be being filled this day. Being filled, a constant. Being filled a hundredfold. Being filled. Throw yourself into his arms today. He's using ordinary people. To do extraordinary things. Say that's me. I'm doing extraordinary things outside of where I came from, outside of what I thought were the limitations. I'm throwing off limitations today, I'm throwing them down. I'm going forward. Just you Jesus Shupra shere You are the king of my life Shanmukjay Sonachara Sit jaram Oh receive him right where you're standing Shuda He's present in this room Shara shota Shigidare some of you are entering in and your things that troubled you some thoughts and some of you are even receiving like a warmth in your body As healing is moving through your body things that have been just hanging on the outside she did it. That's it. All the way. Come on, come on, come on. Ola oh, Kala Hele. Le ne Oh yeah, oh yeah. Shedele. Oh sana I hear your voice, Father. I hear your voice.
1: I hear your voice. So good. So good, so kind yesterday's gone today is here there,
0: here we go. There. Lord takala. There it is. There it is. There it is. Come on. All the way in. Tule do Jesus
1: extraordinary things in order Jesus, 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 Jesus Your land. You do extraordinary things in ordinary places. Here I am, I surrender, King of God I surrender, oh Jesus, 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 have your way. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.